You're listening to the Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they had finished up things in Idaho. The creature had been contained. The town seems to be recovering, although there have been quite a few fires in town. And now let's find out what happened with River as he returned home. River, your house is a welcome sight, and it's nice and warm here in California. The polar vortex hasn't reached this far down into your home. You pull up in front of the house from your uh, ride share, unpack the items that you brought with you, and now you're standing there looking at the front door. Walk up with his uh, bag in one hand, and he'll actually uh, take a couple of trips because uh, he's, he's only using one hand to carry things, and gets everything up on the porch, and then uh, opens the door and goes in. You see Katie dancing in the living room off to the right, just spinning around and having a good time. She takes your earbuds out, sees you, and runs up and gives you a hug. Dad, you're back! And he winces a little bit as, as he receives the hug. She doesn't really notice it as much. Jennifer is walking down the hallway and sees you. Oh, you're back quicker than I thought. She smiles and she puts down the mail that she has in her hand. Yeah, we uh, managed to get everything wrapped up there. And uh, now that the weather's improved, uh, they let us come home. She looks at your arm and kind of furrows her brow. Katie takes a step back. You were in the polar vortex area, right? That's right. Right in the middle of it. Did you have anything to do with those houses catching on fire? No, no, that was something else. Not us. Well, not me, anyway. The news said that a bunch of houses were on fire, and we were just worried that, uh... I was worried that that you were involved with that, and then I saw things the other night, and, uh... It was, it was scary. Yeah. You know, um, in the dream things, and then she, she taps her finger to her temple. Oh, you, you saw that, did you? Yeah, it was a bit scary for a while there, but we took care of the thing. Yay! And she grabs you tightly and just squeezing your arms. Ow! Ow! Oh, sorry. Jen comes over and and picks up some of your bags. Let's get this stuff upstairs. Yeah, good idea. And she kind of gives you a stern yet caring look. Yeah, I I did get hurt a little bit. Uh, Nothing serious. Jennifer looked at you, and she kind of cocks her head and looks down a little bit. Okay. It only winged me. Winged you, huh? What do you mean, winged you? Let's get upstairs. Come on, we have things to take care of. Katie, can you go take the mail out to the box to be delivered? Okay, Mom. And Jennifer marches you upstairs. She gets into the master bedroom with you, and she's got, she puts down some of the bags, closes the door behind her, and looks at you, puts her hands on her hips. What winged you? Just, just a little gunshot. Not, nothing serious. Wait, wait, a gunshot? Where were you shot? You were shot again? Yeah, just, just right in the arm here. It barely nicked me. What do you mean it barely nicked you? It's like a plane getting into a near miss. It means it got hit, right? How do you actually no? A near miss actually means is a miss. Don't get all semantics on me. Let me see it. Take that shirt off. Okay, here, here it is. It's, it's. See, it's nice and, and, and sutured. Everything's fine. She pokes it. Ow. Ah, yeah, that's what you get for getting shot. 
Look, it was an accident, okay? It was an accident. Accident my ass. Who shot you? He didn't mean to. I, I... Of course they didn't mean to shoot you. Nobody means to shoot anybody. Well, not in this case. We, we were only shooting the monsters. So there were monsters. Yes, there were monsters. Yeah? And? And, I mean, they... They kind of infected people, but we saved most of them. And everything's fine now. Does this mean we're going to have to mask up again? What kind of infection? Um, it's a parasite, not, not a disease. So, no need to mask. Are we going to need to get shots? No. It's taken care of. It's, it's all gone. Okay. Were you able to, to get the river okay? I saw the thing about the spill up there, and I kind of figured that's why you were up there. Yeah, um, I, I was actually able to do my job for, for a change on one of these trips. It was a perfectly ordinary, nasty, toxic chemical spill. So, you know, we dealt with it. Fortunately, everything was frozen, so it didn't really spread very far. Yay, I'm happy that you get to do EPA stuff. But with monsters and you getting shot, can you not get shot, please? And she pokes you in the arm again. Ow. See, it just winged you. You should be fine, right? I will be fine, but it still hurts. She gives you a kiss. All right, well, let's get you unpacked. Go get cleaned up. You okay to go out to dinner with the uh, Ramirez's this weekend? Yeah, that's no problem. All right. Katie's looking forward to it. We're going to have like a play date type of thing, even though she's a teenager, that she gets to hang out with some of her friends. I'm just glad she doesn't mind us coming along. Same. She's getting so old, so big, so fast. How did this happen? Yeah, they do that. Mike, are we getting old? Not yet. Okay, good. River, after you get cleaned up and kind of relax and start heading downstairs, you see Katie in a room and she's playing with the helmet. She's kind of playing with it in her hands and she looks around and she sees you and she kind of straightens up and puts it behind her back. You're not overdoing that, are you? No. I... I... I was worried about you, so I wanted to kind of watch watch where you were at when I went to bed. Okay, well, you know, I, I don't want you doing that all the time. I, I hope you didn't see anything that disturbed you too much. No, maybe. What was going on in that house, Dad? <laughs> Honey, you know, I, I believe it, that we should not hide the facts of human sexuality from children, but there's still some things which a father is not comfortable discussing with his daughter. Her mouth opens really wide. Ew! What? No! No, wait. No! I don't want to hear that. Good, because I don't want to talk about it. I thought it was just a party. It was a party, just... No, apparently, um... People in Bonner's Ferry are a bit more open-minded than I expected them to be. She wrinkles her nose, looks at you. Oh. Yeah, I agree. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It was all consensual. Except for, you know, the people who were being mind-controlled. And she, her eyes are wide open. Her mouth is, you know what, Dad? I think this is time for a subject change. Good idea. I'm going through therapy already. I think this is just going to extend it even more. Well, it's always good to be open about your feelings. Speaking about open, did Mom say that you got shot? You heard that, didn't you? Hell yes, I did. Were you eavesdropping? I was worried about you. And she wasn't particularly quiet either. 
No, she, uh, she wasn't, I guess. Yeah, I got shot. Just a little bit. Where'd you get shot? Right here, and he, he points to his arm. Oh, that went, like, through, all the way through. That looks clean. Yeah, I guess so. With the podcast that I'm listening to, they talk about how, you know, clean exit wounds are good, especially on some of the musculature. And she kind of puts her hand up to touch it and pokes it a little bit. Please don't do that. Oh, sorry. What kind of podcasts are you listening to these days? True crime podcasts. Okay, I guess that's a thing. No, no real harm in it. Learning about cults, because, you know... The therapist said that I should try to keep an open mind about things and talk about things and learn as best I can. So this way I can separate my perceptions from reality. Or reality from my perceptions. That's it. I think it works the same way. Right. Just try not to sympathize with them too much because cults are weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mom said that you got shot before. You've been shot twice? Yeah. Yeah, I... You see this right here? Yeah, that's... I got one on each side. Yeah, I'm balanced. Three more and you're going to be like 50 cent. I think I'll try to avoid that. I like that idea. I don't want you shot anymore, Dad. I mean, I, I, I do wear body armor, which is kind of why I get hit in the arms, I guess. Oh. So you've been shot elsewhere, but it's just the arms that have been hit with the bullets? No, no, I haven't been shot anywhere else. So you've just been unlucky and people have shot you where you don't have body armor on. I guess that's one way of looking at it. Can you buy body armor sleeves? Please? I'll look into that. Okay. Glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back too. It's great. It's always good to see you again. And I have a feeling that you're not telling me the truth about burnt down houses, but that's okay. No, no, it was the monster that burned down the house. It was smart. Smart monsters are scary. So now we're going to check in on Rooster. Rooster, the rental truck, you're unloading it into the green box there and moving all of the strange new items into the green box. And your phone vibrates. It's a text from Elena. I open it up. When do you think you'll be home? I'll text back, dropping off equipment, then back home. With the usual misspellings and stuff. You're already home, and then there is a smiley face emoji, and then there is a picture that is sent shortly thereafter of her smiling. I look at that and just kind of shake my head and then save the picture to my phone and reply, Yep, missed the reservation for the B&B, though. That's okay. We can move it out again. I'm okay with that. I found a spot in Half Moon Bay that wouldn't be too bad. You wanted Napa for wine, though. We could get wine there. Okay, as long as we still have plans that keep me away from my sister. Deal. There's a gif of a stick figure kicking someone into space. Oh, be nice. And then, I, and then immediately reply to myself, No, never mind. And then a third one. Should only be an hour or so. I'll let you know when I make it back and go thunk for sleep. And you get a smile face, kissy face, all those type of emojis, one right after another. I text back, left carrot three, because I'm still stuck in the manual emoji phase. So you're able to get everything unpacked, and the scene fasts forward ahead. 
it's a few days before Christmas, and you're currently in Elena's apartment. And you're both sitting on the floor. She's got a Christmas tree up. She's got a bunch of presents underneath. She's just kind of sitting back, relaxing, and looks at you. So, are you going to tell me about why you went north into Idaho, into the polar vortex for your PMC? Look at her. I told you, this one isn't the PMC. This is the other one that I can't talk about. Or, you know, the one I don't really want you to have to be worried about. Or, no, you know what I mean. We've talked about this. I know, but you know that... When you tell somebody, don't worry about it, you know what they do immediately? They worry about it, and I worry about you. I know. I still don't know why, but yeah, it, it's not for me. I'm not saying don't worry about me. It's, it's the one where I worry about you getting sucked into stuff where the old bullshit of the less you know, the better you're off kind of thing. She kind of just gives you a weird look. No, I don't get it. I know that you're not saying that you don't think I could handle it, or that I'm not smart enough for it, because that would be a very dumb thing for you to say, because you're smarter than that. And she and she caresses your cheek, right? <laughs> and she smiles. Oh, I might be dumb, I'm not stupid. There are some times when I wonder about that, but that's okay, this wine is fantastic. Yeah, um, I uh, asked someone who actually knows wine what I should get. Good job. Real good job. But no, it come, what it comes down to, honestly, I, it sucks. I would love to talk to you about this because some of it's fucking ridiculous. Some of it's really fucked up, though. And honestly, honestly, this is the only way I've got to keep you safe is by not bringing you into it. Because if you knew stuff, you could... I don't, I don't... I'm not used to this, okay? I'm not used to actually having someone who wants to know She puts stuff. her finger to your, your lips. Shh. It's okay. You're, you're digging yourself in deeper and you don't even have a shovel. This is pretty goddamn amazing. Never under, underestimate a Marine without his E-tool, right? Are you kidding? I was special ops. We went in light. Most of that was just hand digging. I'm good at that shit. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. You know that song, It's Cold Outside? Hold on. That's the one that sounds sweet, but is actually kind of fucked up, right? Yeah, a whole lot of fucked up. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. Good. Yep, and you have the, you provided the proper answer. And then at that point, she straddles on top of you and starts to kiss you, and we have some good, nice holiday time. The pocket door to the kitchen slides open the next morning, Rooster. You're standing over the, the stove. You've got all the accoutrements and your mise en place to create a nice breakfast. What's Rooster making? Rooster is making the one thing that he's good at, which is bacon. There's toast that he's really wary because she has this weird, like, toaster oven thing he doesn't know how to use, so he's just sort of leaving the bread sitting there, waiting. And in classic Rooster fashion, because he knows that Elena's roommate is out of town, he's wearing an apron and socks. The door opens up and Elena walks in, looks down, sees your socks, sees the apron, looks down at your socks, looks at you. Oh, so close to being so sexy. You've got tile floors. Live with the cold. And she pads over and gives you a swat. It smells good. And looks at the bread in the toaster. 
You're too fancy for me. You get that part. Also, it's a toaster. It's an oven thing. The toast is supposed to go in vertical. There's a button that says toast. She opens it up, puts, puts the bread in, hits the button, closes it. Okay, good. That's exactly what I was hoping you would do. By the way, um, this whole wearing my shirt thing, uh, keep doing that. I, that's because I know I don't pull off sexy well. You can't help it. So keep doing this. You're right. I do pull it off well. And with that, she takes it off and tosses it onto the chair and sits down and looks at you with large puppy dog eyes. I'm waiting for my breakfast. I look at the bacon, look at her, look at the bacon, and go, you know what? This batch is done enough. Turn off the stove and head over there, hopping on one foot to take off the socks and throw them at her on my way over. Ooh, be careful, because it could splatter and we don't want your ass getting covered in grease. I look down at it. Eh, I've had worse scars. She now has the socks on her hands. Save me. I sort of kneel down next to the chair, right next to her, and go, From what? Big monster. Oh, is there a big monster stomping around your apartment? I kiss her nose. She smiles. Glad you're here. Don't go away like that again. Uh, believe me, I much prefer it here, where it's nice and, uh, giving her a once, twice over. Nice and, uh, hot. Warm. Sorry, warm. I'm hungry. Where's my bacon? I take off the apron. That's not bacon. Right. Actual bacon. Going. She grabs the shirt and she puts it back on. She's like, I'm gonna wait for my bacon. And my toast. <sighs> okay. And with that, it dings. You timed that. I don't know how you did it, but you did that on purpose. You if timed you, that. If you look at it, there's a lot of just, just, just leave the mystery. I was giving you extra credit, okay? I go back over, coming back with bacon. On a plate. I actually remember the plate. She picks up the apron and then hangs it. I'm not sure that you deserve to wear the apron just yet. You might have to work to get that again. And she winks at you. Oh, shucks. That is so, so sad. All right. <sighs> So, I was looking for an opportunity, and then this whole shirt thing distracted me. And I, I I, didn't find a funny line to base this off of. So, look, I've been thinking about something. You know how um, I spend a lot of time here? Yeah. And you know how most of the time, if I'm not here, you're at my place? Yeah. You know how... Breckenridge pays me a stupid amount for what I actually do, and I've got a surprisingly big apartment. Oh my god, are you are are you are you gonna pop that question? I was gonna suggest that maybe you should move some of the 800 plants you've got in here to my place, but I mean, if you wanted to come too, I guess there's room for you. <gasps> Only some of them? Who's gonna take care of them? You can't take care of any of these plants. Of course, I'm gonna have to move in. Well, I mean, only some of them, because it would be rude to take all of them and just leave your roommate with nothing. I figure she can have that... What the fuck is that called? I can't remember. The the fly swatter thing. That's actually a fly swatter. That's not really a plant. It's just shaped like a flower. Is that... Shit, why have I been trying to water it? I thought that was one of those, those special ones that hang on the wall that you missed. There's one right above it on the bark that's like hanging there. Someone needs to make sure that you don't. Ah, uh, so big and so dumb and so cute. Well, I've got that going, right? Yeah. And to answer your question, yeah, sounds like a plan. 
Yes, I will move in with you. And now we check in with Rory. Rory, you return back to Oakland and you see Andrew on the other side of security and Chase is running around in circles, all excited. And Andrew's has an ear-to-ear grin. I think I probably run the last little bit and give him a big hug, bend down immediately and start petting Chase. Chase just tackles you and does that super happy dog that hasn't seen you in ages, even though it hasn't been that long. He's just so excited to see you. His tail is going and thwack, 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 thwack. And he doesn't know really what to do with himself. Jumping up on top of you, giving you kisses and, and hugging you. And Andrew just lets it go and he's watching down and he's smiling. All right, all right, calm down, buddy. All right. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. It's so nice to see you. It's so nice to see you. I'm glad you're back. Oh, it's warmer though, right? Oh my gosh. I don't think I want to see snow again for a few years at least. Oh, so you don't want to go out to Griffiths with me? If we're going to Griffiths, I will happily go out to Griffiths with you. I was... But there's snow there. I think I can deal with it. So they have you going back to Griffiths? Yeah, they're going to bring me back to Griffiths. We've got a... I got some things I got to talk to you about. Okay. Why don't we... Did you bring your car or... Yeah, I brought the car. Okay. We can talk about it on the car ride back. As you guys head back to the car and you're in the airport, I can't talk about this in the car because of the Bluetooth. Okay. I was offered an early retirement from the Air Force. Really? Yeah. I'm being offered a position with March Pharmaceuticals and March Research. Okay. It's still going to be a government position. Where's that based out of New York? or That's going to be based out of New York. Okay. And Washington, D.C. And it has to do with what you're doing. Oh. Okay. Um, well, if it's a good opportunity for you, I think you should, I think you should go for it. Obviously, this sucks a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it won't... It, it's not bad. No, yeah, it'll be... We've done long distance while I was, while I was out in Alaska... We'll get through it. You know, I think it'll work. Um, I don't know how to to say this, but the project that I'm working for used to go by the name Majestic S4. They've now changed the name. And you guys get to the car. Are you sure that you're okay with me joining? Because I have to give them my, my yes or no in the next few days. I mean, we can talk about it at home, I guess. Um... Sorry, this is just, I'm so exhausted from this trip. This is just a lot all at once. Okay. He opens up the door for you. Chase hops in on top of your lap and he gets into the other side and looks at you before he turns on the car and puts his finger to his lips. Well, let's head back home. All right. He talks about generally mundane things on the road trip home, but you, you do arrive at your shared house on base. As he walks in, he undoes the leash on Chase, and Chase goes zooming around the house, checking out, making sure that nobody, no monsters are in the house. Andrew looks at you. So, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I think overall, it's, I guess I don't know much about Majestic. What's the name of it is? What name is it now? So, I'm going to be working with March Research. March, like the month? Yes. It is still part of the Department of Defense and also through Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, I think I think you should take it. I think you've always said you didn't want to do hospital stuff long term. You were always more into the research yeah. side anyway. Yeah, I think I think you should take it. Okay. He smiles at you. 
I'm so glad that you said said yes because it's going to be such a good thing for us. I mean, you know, the the amount of work and things that we can get done and the positive things that that we can get done, it's going to be immeasurable. Yeah, I think you'll be able to do a lot of good good out there. Yay! And any any smiles. I think they're going to be sending me to New Mexico for a orientation type of thing and uh, to kind of like fill me in on everything that's going on. Fly you out to New Mexico and then you're out back to New York? Back to New York, yeah. Okay. When is that? You want to come with me to New Mexico? I didn't give them, the, didn't give them a date yet, so they haven't, they haven't said just yet, but... Yeah, I of course. I, I would love to do that. Yay! So excited. Huh. Huh. I mean, I hear about all the things that you're doing, and I mean, now with this research could tie into it, you know, by being a member of the program and being part of that, it's kind of like a dream come true, you know? Yeah, I'm with as much as, I mean, you know, I've told you about everything with um, Montana and Alaska, and yeah, I think this, I think this will be good. Yeah, I hope the thing with Alaska doesn't cause any problems with my clearances but apparently they've already gone through my my background checks they did it on their own okay well i guess if they i guess if you already passed their checks should be good and since you're my spouse well you're not my spouse yet and with that he drops down to one knee i think rory's just a little speechless just um what's happening (laughs) uh this is the part where i ask you to be my husband and we can, you know, not have to worry about, you know, your benefits and my benefits. We can share benefits. Um, y- yes, yes, obviously. Y- yes? Yes. He jumps up and gives you a hug and a kiss. And then all of a sudden Chase comes by and gives you a hug and a kiss and tackles the two of you. Really? You're saying yes? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, this has been such a whirlwind of a week. I know, right? I have so much to talk to you about what happened in Idaho. I have so much to tell you about what happened in Griffiths Park. The (laughs) hand. Oh, the really cool stuff about the hand. I was able to use some of the some of the cells and some of the the samples that I took from it. And I was able to incorporate it with one of the samples that we got from from the Benthic Corporation. We're on to something new. Uh, I just you I told you about this. Just make sure you're being real careful with Benthic and all that. Mm hmm. That's so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. You said yes. (laughs) Hold on. I have to hit the Instagram. Is that okay? Um, let's, can we wait a little bit? I think I'd like to enjoy this to ourselves for at least a night or two. All right. All right. Yeah. Because the gram's got to know. If the gram doesn't know, then it never really happened, right? That's, yeah. Uh, I I should probably call mom at some point. Yeah. Can I call her mom now? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it in the morning. No, no, no. I mean, can I call her mom? Not call your mom, but can I call it? Can I nick? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I totally didn't even I didn't hear. I don't think I heard that right. <laughs> That's okay. There's a lot of things going on. And um, let's see. Maybe maybe we can go get fitted for rings. And this isn't a Christmas thing. Yeah, we'll find a time to do it. Um, wow, this is... My mind is just racing right now. Sorry if I'm not all there right now. He takes your hand and he, and he kind of gives you a spin. And he's like, of course, it's all right. We're good. And he smiles and looks at you and, and bends down to chase. I told you you would say yes. You guys have been planning this for a little while, huh? A couple days, months. I really was thinking about a lot of things when I was in New York and you were in Alaska. And with what happened in Alaska, I want to make sure that things are done right. 
Yeah, I started to entertain the thought, but you beat me to it, so. <laughs> and he giggles and, and heads over. Uh, wine, champagne. I don't have champagne. Shit. Uh, we'll be fine. I think let's just have a nice relaxing evening in here. Just with whatever we've got. I should I should probably have you take a look at my hand. I got bit by some weird thing. I'll tell you more about it. But. Oh, no. Yeah, we need to get that cleared up, because especially if we're getting pictures with the rings. But that's okay. You know, scars. Glory is forever. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think this will probably be there. One of my other teammates, I think, is going to have a matching one, coincidentally. Matching scars? And not with me? And he fake clutches his pearls. If I'm sure you could get a tattoo if you really wanted that matched it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh told you would say yes and then he kind of just bounces off into the kitchen i am going to take my stuff the rest of the way upstairs and just put it down and come back down I'm just gonna sit on the sit on the couch and chase uses you as the couch as well and plops his head on top of you but what do you think about all this chase chase just looks up at you and gives you a kiss and barks that's what i thought and now we're going to check in with rowan the trip back from Idaho and from the cold back into California and in the Sacramento area has been a nice change. Things have kind of been calm for Rowan. That went by quickly. All of the loose ends got tied up nice and neatly. Rooster dropped off the new items in the green box. Some of them are intriguing at most and might require some additional research but you don't think anything has to do with the cult of dagon at least not at face value but you never know until you start to dig and having that research material available for you is there you see the rainbow house and you see your the houses alongside are set up your neighbors have gone out a little bit and put some lights outside and there's a couple uh, candy canes one thing that you do notice is that it's not just red and green the house is still set up with the lights and pride colors and flags out front and your home awaits and i'm wearing the thick sunglasses that i found along the way because i didn't have my extra set of, of glasses with me in idaho so i'm headachey grumpy still dealing with the concussion but damn glad to be home and haul my stuff inside unlock the door drop everything just inside and just oh blissful darkness Finally. There's a knock on your door. Just like, uh, okay. And I'll turn and, and uh, like half open it. Hello? You see Jonathan's at the door. He's like, oh, you, you're home. Yeah, just got back in. What's up? Uh, here is a spice cake muffin. Oh, you glorious human being. Come in. And here is a four pack of ginger beer. You know how to take care of me. Yep. If you need anything, just knock. We're over there. You know, it's it's Christmas in a couple days. Do you uh, do you have anything going on? Yeah, I'm gonna be going back to the Bay Area to hang with the family for the the holiday and a couple days afterwards. You know, Christmas Adam, Christmas Eve, all the, all that fun stuff. I like Christmas Adam. That's fantastic. <laughs> Well, if things change, you're always welcome over at the house. We're going to have a couple folks over, and Casey's going to try working up and making a goose. That thing was expensive, but that's okay. Um, we're going to have a goose, and we're going to have a good time, and, you know, you're, you're always welcome over at the house. Thank you. I'll 
I'll let you know if things fall through, but the, the nibblings are expecting the pile of presents that I have currently stacked in the closet. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Well, um, if you need anything, knock on wood, nobody came by. Everything has been good. Here's your mail. Oh, thank you. I'll take the stack. Good Lord. Chunk mailers have been busy. All right. Well, I'm going to head head back home if you need anything. Like I said, bye. Will do. Tell, tell Casey I say hi and I'll come over. I'll come over later and say hi. He waves and, and heads out the door and closes the door behind him. <sighs> and I just take a moment to resettle back into my space. There's no decorations it really in my main area. The Christmas lights are always just a little bit too sharp for my eyes. So take a moment to look around and be like, okay. And start hauling my stuff back in, putting things away. Stick the ginger beer in the fridge, making sure that I still have a couple of the energy drinks in the door, just in case. There's still a few there. Yeah, I don't drink them unless I'm at dire need, but I will keep them in there for Brewster, just in case. Just in case, right? You never know when the other caffeine addict will show up. The next couple days go by pretty swiftly. Jonathan and Casey bring over food. Casey's been on a baking spree lately and trying all kinds of new things. And there's a whole bunch of cookies. And then apparently there's a few of them are gluten-free and some of them are vegan because some friends are coming by and they wanted to try out the recipes on you because guinea pig type thing. At your service. On the 23rd, you're getting ready and you have nearly everything packed to go spend time with your folks. It's not a very long trip, but you were heading out maybe around dusk to head there. You had some things that you had to take care of with work because it's not truly an officially holiday, but you did have work early on where you went into the office. You got, you know, a good size bag that's packed and looks like you're ready to go. Yeah, presents are all packed into the back of the Forester with the pullover thing pulled over just in case. Don't want people seeing the stacks of presents that I take to the Nibblings and I'm doing the last sweep of the house to make sure that I've got everything that I need. I still have my work clothes on, but I will change when I get to my parents and I can put on pajamas and my fluffy slippers. You're downstairs. You've just reached the bottom step and you hear a quick rap on your back door. I kind of turn my head in that direction. No one uses that door. I'm not even entirely sure it opens. With that, the glass from the kitchen window in the back of the house smashes. Something goes flying through the window. There's a loud bang. There's a bright light and it tosses you back just a bit. You recoil. Then you hear another one and another. And you can't hear anything. Your ears are ringing and everything has gone white. Then you feel a bag being thrust over your head. You're not entirely sure how or where it came from. Your hands tied behind your back and then a sharp pain in the back of your neck and a pinch in your shoulder as though you were injected with something. I'm just completely disoriented. The light and the sound and everything, but that is too much like when I was taken by the cult and I start just thrashing. No skill, no training, just wild throwing myself around trying to get away from this. The feeling of a club on the back of your neck and everything kind of getting foggier and foggier. And all you can think is Merry fucking Christmas. I sit back in the chair, my hands folded on the table as I watch the G-Man intently. The rest, you know. I've been here ever since. So now what? 
I've delayed as long as I can in the tail end of our missions, trying to buy some time. But now I'm out of missions to recount, and I have to push down a shiver of fear. The G-Man positions himself alongside you, both of you facing the mirror. You can see the size difference between the two of you as he looms over you. He leans forward, looking at your reflection in the mirror. Our time is coming to an end. The information samples you provided have been invaluable. We will now have an edge. He lowers his head and looks away from you briefly. I turn my head slightly, looking up at him. He's within arm's reach, the closest he's been in a long while. I had forgotten how physically imposing he can be. This close, I can hear his breathing and see the beat of his pulse under the skin of his neck. I unlace my fingers, letting my hands rest palm down on the table. An edge in what? I ask softly, letting some of my fear come through my voice. Keep him talking, Agent. Claw every second you can get. Things that are already in motion and will determine the... A strange sound cuts the G-Man off. Something that sounds oddly sinuous. The G-Man straightens up, looking at the mirror with a confused expression. You follow his gaze, Rowan, and see movement behind the glass. You can't make out shapes. You're surprised you can even make out movement, but something is moving beyond the mirror. A shadow, or perhaps a large collection of shadows, shifting in a dizzying pattern. Out in the hallway, a klaxon begins to sound as the lights change from a blinding white to a pulsing amber. The G-Man looks around, his hands clenching at his sides. Off in the distance, a rumbling explosion shakes the walls for a brief moment, and the G-Man startles. Time seems to slow for me as I exhale slowly, my heartbeat pounding in my ears. I think that's my cue. I stand up, flinging the chair back and out of my way with the backs of my knees as I whirl on the G-Man. He's tall, but I'm able to grab the hair at the back of his head, drawing it back and exposing his throat as I pull the makeshift knife from my pocket. He has just enough time to react, his eyes going wide in that brief millisecond, before I plunge the knife into the soft side of his neck with enough force to snap the blade off in my hand. His hot blood sprays out, covering me in a sticky substance as I slam his face into the metal table. I don't pause long enough to see what happens next. Leaving him crumpled on the table, I spin on my heel and run for the door, slamming it open. It's now or it's never, and I'm pretty sure I know which way that explosion came from. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislavski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 3 is based on the scenario Lover in the Ice by Caleb Stokes. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Agent Josephine, Kit Thompson, 
Danny, Sherrick Manning, and the entity some have called George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.